0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter
1: most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. I'm very excited that you're with us on this program because we're going to talk about something that is really the biggest subject you can talk about we're going to talk about how the Church is turning back to their love for Jesus. You know, I was about to post recently online that we will see revival when the Church falls in love with Jesus again. Well, down there in Asbury University in Kentucky, this little college that has seen revival in the past in 1970, there was a great outpouring of the Spirit of God then, well, as they say, it's happening again. Over the last two weeks in Asbury College, they started with a service that, uh, that they hold weekly. But it never stopped, and it just continued, and it grew. And all the students started coming to the auditorium, and more and more uh, people started to learn of it, and it started to grow Let's listen to clip one as revival breaks out at Asbury University in Kentucky. That is just some of what you see in some videos that are actually being posted by individuals as this revival is breaking out, and then it began to grow. Now we're talking about a town of about 6,000 residents and a small university, Asbury University, and then it, uh, it had to move outdoors because so many people were coming, and we're talking about a service that just didn't stop, it just continued. Let's go to that outdoor worship service where there were thousands that were gathered. Now let's go to Tucker Carlson of Fox News, was so interested in what was happening, not just at this university, it began to spread to Lee University and Cedarville University and Sanford University and other colleges where this revival was spreading. And this is Tucker Carlson speaking with the president of the student body of Asbury University. Let's take a listen.
2: What What is this, do you think?
3: right what is this that's what we i mean that's the question right and um a a theme or a bible verse that we've all been sharing with each other is habakkuk one and the lord says look at the nations and watch for i'm doing something in your day that you wouldn't believe if you were told and it's happening and we can hardly believe it
2: well it seems remarkable i mean so many stories you see them and you think that's very different i'm not quite sure what it means but it's worth learning more so my understanding is this began in a completely conventional service and a boy got up and started talking about his own flaws and then it just something changed in the atmosphere and it never ended is that fair
3: that's completely what happened um so here at asbury university three mornings a week we have chapel at 10 a.m sharp the whole student body gets together and we we sing praise to the lord and we hear a message from a speaker and for seemingly no reason at first, on on Wednesday, February eighth, it didn't end, and that's that's kind of the logistical side of what's been going on. And then, you know, on the on the deeper side of things, what's been happening here since Wednesday is there's a there's a young army of believers who are rising to claim Christianity, the faith as their own, as a young generation and as a free generation, and that's why people can't get enough.
2: That's amazing. So. You you felt like something like this was going to happen because everything finds equilibrium, I think. Who are the people who are coming? Where are they coming from?
3: Um, We don't know most of them. Um, We've obviously been getting calls, hundreds of calls to the university switchboard number. um, But we have friends here from Brazil, from Indonesia, um, almost every state. um, and, And they just keep coming. and. And it's no wonder, you know, and it's like you said, I mean, especially in the midst of tragedies like what we've seen in Michigan State University and and even farther back to 2020, especially our generation was impacted so much. And so you have to wonder, you know, what's going to break? And in this case, the Holy the Holy Spirit has interceded for us here at Asbury and and uh, across the nation.
2: I assume you don't know how long this will continue.
3: I could not tell you, and I wouldn't wouldn't want to guess.
2: <laughs> no, no, you Seek ye the
1: Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Amen. You know, it's really something to just... Uh, <clears throat> it's been a long time coming, hasn't it, Pastor Tim?
4: It, it has, Chris. I... You know, we prayed for a move of God in America, and I think God is moving. I think He moves every day, every week in churches. Uh, but I think what we, as we have prayed, we've asked for Lord, the Lord to do something that impacts the entire nation. And um, something that occurred to me just uh, a day or so ago, now I, this is going to be a quite a contrast, so stick with me here, but it's profound. I remember driving, uh, working for FRC, driving to Pennsylvania the day of the first press conference that Governor DeWine had on the COVID crisis. I mean, that began. I remember that. I remember thinking, if this, it just felt like this was something that was going to have a lasting impact. And there was, it was, it was kind of a dark, somber feeling to consider that this could have you know, our minds just went in a bunch of directions. I, I will tell you, as the revival began in in uh, Kentucky, in Wilmore, Kentucky, it occurred to me, again, however, it was an entirely different feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. This
4: could have lasting impact Amen. for generations. And the contrast between those two moments, feeling this way in 2020 and now feeling this way, I just celebrate God's goodness. I praise him for his faithfulness. And each day we seem to hear that it's happened somewhere else in not just our nation, but in the world. And God's not limited uh, in his ability. And and I'm so thankful that uh, this has begun. And I just want to fan the uh, Fan the spiritual flame, if you
1: will, Pastor Chris. Amen, and let's give you a proper introduction, and thank you for rescuing me there. (laughs) I get a little emotional about this, because so overwhelmed with the goodness of God and pouring out on these children, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, Pastor Tim Throckmorton, he is the um, Director, National Director of uh, Community Engagement with the Family Research Council, but he has been a pastor for years and a man of God who I respect, and I've asked a couple of my friends, who I respect, to talk about revival because this is such an important subject and a very vital subject to us all. Also with me on the phone is Pastor Rodney Lord of Freedom's Gate Church in Marietta, Ohio. Pastor Rodney, welcome to the program.
0: Well, it's a delight to be on with two of my friends, and uh, you two gentlemen are great spokespeople persons for the body of Christ, especially uh, in times like this where people want clarity. And uh, I'm like many of you uh, that will be listening to this over the past week, uh, just watching it, actually hours of the revival and different reports on it and just being excited about it. I, I put it on the big screen in our uh, sanctuary during the week, we're just in there praying, and uh So early in the week, I decided we need to have a a prayer gathering to support this and pray into it, what God's doing there. So we sent out a text, and 40, 50 people showed up at the church, and we had a great night of just interceding for it. And then uh, our Sunday morning service was markedly different this past Sunday, with basically two hours of worship and just ministry taking place and lives being touched. Praise God. uh, We're excited about it.
1: Amen, Pastor. We visited a church on Canton of a longtime friend, uh, and we wanted to uh, visit them on Sunday. And I'll tell you, they have two services. It was actually two churches that joined together. uh, Sunday morning is Pastor Dana Gamble's church, and then uh, the 1030 is uh, Pastor Dave Lombardi, who's been here for a long time at Trinity Gospel Temple. We saw him a couple weeks ago, said hello, and and uh, we were catching up, and he, I said, We're going to visit the church. He said, I dare you. <laughs> Which is uh, one of the things he likes to say, of course, with him. We couldn't make it last week, so we say, Well, I said to the wife, I said, We got to go this week. I'm so glad we did because they just entered into the spirit of things. I tell you, because the first service was over and the, fr- the second service began, but you wouldn't know it because both pastors were there. And. Um, Actually, the people were just down front and worshiping and interceding and praying, and that's that's what it was. I mean, and they just played a couple of the clips from uh, Tucker Carlson and the 700 Club and some other churches where things were breaking out, and the people just entered in, and it was a lot of love and the Spirit of God there, and it was just rich, and it just—I'm like, okay, Lord, let's do it again. Well, let's consider something, ladies and gentlemen. What, what exactly are we talking about? We're talking about a move of God where the presence of God shows up among his people. And you heard that it began with confession of a young man who confessed his sins uh, to to the uh, body of Christ there at the university, and it just continued. And people began to confess and weep and, and call out to God and, and uh, draw their hearts near to him. And let's understand something. Uh, this was uh, took place in their... Um, sanctuary which is an older building it, they had a piano player a guitar player a single drum hard chairs ugly interior the lights don't dim uh, no one was serving donuts no single smoke machine uh, no fancy lights no timers no perfect productions no leader and no teams no hierarchy of competition no kids classes nobody gets you in the parking lot Literally no structure whatsoever, apparently the only thing needed to attract God, uh, attract people to God, is God himself. And then when the Lord shows up and it says, um, and this was someone who observed it, and it's true, Pastor Tim, it's like, it didn't have any of the trappings that we were told that you have to have in worship today. (laughs) But I tell you, in fact, when I heard the blend of music, there was some powerful music that uh, was shared so as the one we just heard them sing. It's a newer song, um, and there's some wonderful uh, new music. Uh, I was I've been a little critical myself, you know, as someone who's uh, not adapted to change. I like the hymns, I like some of the traditional uh, music, but um, and I also like the choruses that we've sung over the years. But I started uh, entering into some of the new ones, and I tell you, some of the authors of these newer songs they've they've got a hold of heaven, and they're really uh, it the focus is back on Jesus. I don't care what you're singing, what style it is. I like all kinds of style of music, personally, as long as it's sung from the heart. And some people would say, well, that's not even played well. But yeah, but did you hear the spirit of how the person was singing it? I said, boy, I can really enter into that. And so... And yet they were singing some of the songs we sang back in the seventies at one AM in the morning <laughs> and the and the auditorium was full. I'm like, this has to be a move of God. <laughs> Pastor Rodney, your thoughts. Well,
0: I I agree with you. Um, just just listening to their heart. You know, what marks this revival, and we'll call it a revival because we believe it is, is is hunger for the presence of God. And your opening statement was so powerful when when we fall in love with Jesus again, the Church will be changed, and revival uh, we'll see, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a desperate hunger, because we know uh, that it is chaotic in America right now. There are many things that are upside down, and so we're praying into those. It's interesting that David Barton said has been saying for the last few years that we are in an awakening. He has a great historical mind and perspective, and He's a great authority on on history and he's a man of God and he said we, we are in awakening and we just don't know it yet also, So I love this that sound and um, people like Dutch and others have been holding prayer gatherings around the nation Mario Murillo you know there's you know many many people have been praying for revival and we've been seeing uh, this move of God I I just want to tell you one thing that happened on Sunday, uh I'm worshiping up in the front you know pastors usually sit in the front and and uh one of my grandchildren he's uh 12 let's see he's 14 months old his name is Alexander and, he and his mom had him in his uh, little car carrier and she's one of the worship team people so and so I'm worshiping just entering in just the presence of God was so real and I look over and I just see him there he wasn't asleep he was wide awake Aww. and he's just looking at me and I'm thinking We are, we're not, of course, we're doing it and receiving it and walking in it for ourselves, but we're also doing it for the generations to come. And, uh, you know, there's a scripture. Let me give this to you real quick. It's Isaiah 44.4. The prophet says, I'll pour out my water on thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants, and they will spring up among Among the grass, like poplars by streams of water, this one will say, I am the Lord's, and they will call on the name of Jacob. And another will write on his hand, belonging to the Lord. So I think that's what's happening. We're seeing a generation that uh, is receiving what's been prayed for, you know, for this generation. And uh, it's exciting to see.
1: It certainly is. Pastor Tim Throckmorton, you actually knew the previous president of Asbury College. He was actually a mentor of yours. Tell us a little bit about that, because he he was there in 1970 when this happened back then, and it really, it was simultaneous with the Jesus Movement, in which we're going to see that movie uh, that's going to be coming to the theaters, uh, where Kelsey Graham is playing uh, Pastor Chuck Smith and... um, Greg Laurie gets saved, and of course uh, he has a huge church and evangelist. New Billy Graham, and uh, he was one of the hippies who got saved out of the Jesus movement. But uh, I'm told that this remake, this film called the Jesus, Re- uh, what is it, the uh, Revolution, uh, is actually people really are liking. I was a little suspect myself, but I think it really has an anointing on it. And this thing is ha- this is all happening at once. Pastor Tim, your <laughs> thoughts?
0: Oh,
4: I I just. I, I mentioned to you earlier on the phone Chris I I think it's interesting to look back at the week that uh, the revival began at Asbury that yes. began with Hollywood mocking and elevating Satan and right. it's as if God says let me show you what I can do uh, mm-hmm. though I I'm I'm just it's my own it's just my own wording there I God doesn't respond like that but my point is at the same time, as they, they're they limited in what they can promote, God's doing something amazing. And I did I did know Dr. Kinlaw, met him many times. Some of my former staff uh, went to Asbury, one served on staff there alongside Dr. Kinlaw, and a prince of preachers, uh, I, and I just remember his response. He wasn't at Asbury when it happened. He was traveling, and they called him. He came back, and he said he slipped in in the middle of the night and just sat in the back and watched what God was doing in the life of these students. And now as then this move there was has been marked with humility and repentance. And it's it's not built up or drummed up. It's it, it it's God moving in response to the humility and repentance of his children. And one of the things I remember Dr Pinlaw saying that brings me great joy and hope it was student led and it was student spread so it, mm. it was taken from Asbury and the, the reports were over and over. He I remember him sharing some of these stories where students went back to their home churches or they went to other universities or they they went where God told them to go and they, they didn't preach they didn't sing they just told the story uh, and it wasn't in, in detail. They just said things like God has come to Asbury, Amen, and we have come to tell you this. And revival would break out in those churches where these students went, and yeah. the stories that he would share were just magnificent moves of God in communities and churches and homes that have had generational impact. And that's what I, Rodney was saying there. This is this is about a generational impact. Numbers can depress us. I'm in the research business. I'm around numbers all the time, and Seeing those low percentages of people who know the Lord, however, this this can shape a culture. This can change a paradigm. Amen. And God is is good at this, and so I celebrate His hand of blessing and and revival.
1: We have some exciting things to share with you folks, and we're going to take the the whole program's going to be about this. We have some other clips. We have reports from a high school in Seattle, and this was just last night, uh, just the other day that happened there, and it was posted last night on social media. Some really exciting things, so don't go away. Uh, I want to play now... Uh, because, again, we're talking about a little town in Kentucky where Asbury College, now University, resides, and uh, there's only 6,000 residents in the town. They've been inundated with 20,000 visitors, so uh, and just kind of camped out with this move of God. So uh, the kids are in college and all that, and it's it's a real interruption, okay? God has the ability to interrupt our lives for good, but let's listen to what Paul uh, uh, The president of Asbury College says in a message, this is Dr. Kevin Brown, just the other day, this is what he announced.
2: We are now approaching two consecutive weeks of nonstop worship, prayer, and gathering that's been occurring on our campus. And whether you call this a revival, a renewal, an awakening, or an outpouring, what we have experienced on our campus these last few weeks is unlike anything I have ever seen in my life. I have observed radical humility, compassion, honesty, confession, and life-altering commitments. It has been a beautiful picture of what Scripture refers to as the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. From the start, we avoided live streaming what has been occurring on our campus. And at that time, our desire was to honor the space and to allow for a more organic unfolding of what was taking place here. The time has come where we realize the need to host this differently. Beginning today, February 19th, we will start to live stream portions of our services. To play a role in stewarding God's spirit on our campus and to do it in collaboration with the Asbury community, truly some of the best people I know, has been one of the great honors of my life. And what we have seen since February 8th can rightly be described as the fruit of our mission, but it is not ours to hold alone. We are not the keepers of this movement. We are hearing amazing stories across the world, not just the US, the world. People are hungry. And they are hungry for something more. I think of Matthew 5, 6 from Jesus' most famous sermon where he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In other words, blessed are those who have a hunger for right relationship with God and a right relationship with others. They are the ones who leave the table satisfied.
1: And that's the president, uh, Kevin Brown of Asbury University, and he was talking about how things were going to transition. Here is a report from a local TV station. Again, we're talking about Asbury University, the town inundated with all the folks coming in for the revival. So things are going to change up here. It doesn't mean that the revival is um, uh, closing out. But things are definitely going to change here. Uh, Started last night when, um, in this report, was the last night for visitors to be at the university. And Thursday will be the last of the uh, uh, continuous service. But let's listen to this TV report from the local station down there in Kentucky.
4: Well, nearly two weeks ago, a routine worship service never ended. Since then,
3: a full-blown revival has taken Asbury University by storm. And while some have traveled miles to get to the little town of Wilmore, some of the residents already here are ready for those visitors to head home.
5: The seats inside Hughes Auditorium continue to be packed. So have been the streets of this small town.
3: Everything's just kind of clogged up.
5: Katie Coogan lives just down the road from Asbury University, where the revival is nearing its 13th day, but the revival now considered over capacity.
3: Well, you can't park anywhere close to the grocery store at all.
5: She's not alone. Multiple other people in the town we spoke with shared similar views. They're not against the revival. They just don't like how this has impacted their community. University Communications Director Abby Lobb says they have heard from the community.
0: People overwhelmingly have been gracious. However, we realize that, you know, it's been difficult. We know there's been noise, we know there's been traffic, so yeah, we don't want to discount those
3: concerns.
5: Students have been impacted too.
3: It is a lot, and it's been hard to keep up on academics and investing in where God wants me to invest.
5: The impact on the community and their students, combined with the previously planned event Thursday, have helped lead to a change in course. The revival will end Thursday evening with the public allowed in one last time Monday.
0: We've really come to see that this is not a sustainable
3: thing to continue with having thousands of visitors. Um, But it is gonna be a relief to get back to our small town life and also just be able to um, get to the places that we need to get to.
5: Come Thursday, will it be more a sense of relief or more a sense of, I'll miss this?
3: Depends on what student you ask me. I'll miss it. I'll miss it.
5: Despite the revival ending, they hope the spiritual movement will live on. In Wilmore, Ricky Sayer, LEX 18 News.
1: And that's the local TV station. So things are changing structurally at Asbury. But you know, Pastor Tim Throckmorton, you can't put God in a box when he interrupts your life. It's forever, and you're ever forever changed. And 46 <laughs> years ago... God interrupted my life, and it's been different ever since. How about you, brother?
4: Oh, my, I was 14 when God interrupted my life. I haven't gotten over it yet. And this is uh, this is how God works. We have structure. And, you know, I, I hear in our conversation today, Chris, the term revival. For many of us uh, in, in the church world who've grown up around the church, we understand revival perhaps as a series of meetings, that we used to have sometimes a week, sometimes two, sometimes now three days or weekends. They still happen, uh, or a a move of God in a community or a nation or a region that can be a revival. But sometimes that limits uh, it to an event or a scheduled event. And this is not scheduled. No. This is just God moving as He as He wills in in this. Uh, uh, in the lives of these people and it is a divine interruption uh when Jesus came that was an interruption to the church uh, the church world or the religious it does interrupt but he's always at the time and we can always depend on that I'm thankful for those divine interruptions in our lives.
1: Amen. I know you know Pastor Jim Garlow of the famed pastor from the San Diego area, and he and his wife went there yeah. the last couple of days. This is what he wrote and posted. In fact, he put up some pictures, and he really couldn't say much, and his eyes were just, he had been bawling before the Lord, and um, he was down at the altar, man, and he said, Asbury Revival Update, we were in the presence from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m., continual worship. Worship team rotating about every hour or two. Altar call filled with over and over the entire time. Altar workers rotating in and out. Scripture read about seven or eight short but very strong sermons on how to walk with God from this point on and a clear call to death to self. Indescribable. I could not leave. And I think the word indescribable, and I, that's why I had you brothers on, because I know that you've been in the presence of God when he has moved in your lives, and you've been part of these times when the Lord pours out uh, his presence uh, on a group of people. You know, it's hard to describe. And again, we always quote the scriptures, and it causes the scriptures to come alive, folks. Uh, yeah. the, the, the Bible is a very living book. The Bible, will; it lives, it breathes, and if you're reading the Bible and it doesn't read to you, you need to ask God to open up His Word to you and speak to you, and in that humble prayer, He will speak to you. Pastor Rodney, what's your thoughts?
0: Well, um, you mentioned uh, Jim Garlow, and uh, I just went and started listening to, uh, actually, just a few days preceding that revival uh, in Washington, D.C., Jim Garlow and Tony Perkins hosted at the Museum of the Bible a very large, uh, early, very early morning prayer gathering, which was so powerful, and it was all about repentance. Uh, And I think there was 20-some of our congressional leaders that prayed, and Graham Lotz uh, just shared about Isaiah 6 and uh, seeing the Lord and the whole repentance aspect of that, and and it's interesting, you already mentioned that the, the Jesus movie uh, documentary is just now coming out as well. And then, because I'm thinking of things that preceded this, um, on January, I think it was 24th, Dutch Sheet shared on Flashpoint, which has a growing audience, uh, a vision he had back in 9-11, and it was the vision of what's happening right now. He had an open vision while preaching at a church, and he just started describing what he was seeing. And, um, and so that was preceding that. And um, the, probably about the week before this happened as well, I, I just was preaching on Jacob's ladder and Jacob having that encounter with God at Bethel. And the thing that he said was, after having that encounter of an open heaven, he said, the Lord is in this place. And I think that's probably the key of what is being experienced out of that hunger and desire, the, the recognition of the Lord is in this place, Holy Spirit presence is here, and it is rich, and I want to tell somebody, I want to tell them that God is alive. And uh, the other thing that marks this revival as well is incredible love. When God shows up, love shows up. Amen. And, uh, so that's powerful.
1: Amen to that. Yes, that's right. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts, and uh, for one another. And I thought that the president of the college said it well, Pastor uh, 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 President uh, Kevin Brown. He he said it well. He said it's going to be a, an outtake of uh, loving um, loving each other and loving others. And uh, I I just think that that is exactly what the indication is here of what the church is, where where Christ is uh, inhabiting his people. Let me read this from Isaiah 55. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher, than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, someone says, well, what about repentance? How, how do we make sure that these people, they're coming from all different lifestyles? They may be coming from the LGBT community. They may be coming from, uh, you know, uh, from uh, drug culture and all this. It's like, and thank God for it, because that's who he's saving. He's saving sinners just like me. And uh, what happens? You know, look, in the present, the closer you get to Jesus, your sin is evident before Him. Yep. And so that's how you know, folks, we can't do that. Chris Long can't do that. Pastor Rodney can't do that. Pastor Tim can't do that. That's what Jesus does. The Holy Spirit convicts. Um, and so, you know, He convicted me of my sin. And uh, I didn't need anybody telling me anything uh, because the Bible, the, the law of God is written on your heart. And that's what happens when the Spirit of God comes in and begins to minister to you and you just you just surrender to Christ. Then your sins become evident. And you know one of the things I just started seeing on social media, and this is interesting, gentlemen, I just saw a story of a Satanist, I think he's in Australia. He actually was a co-founder of a Satanist church in Australia. And then it shows him bawling. He said, I have left and resigned because I have become a Christian. I've been overwhelmed by the love of God.
4: Mm. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Amen. Tim, your thoughts? Uh, well, I can't get over the interruption aspect of this. Uh, you know, when when Jesus is walking through the crowd and the little lady touches him uh, and, and he stops, he's on his way to do something wonderful, but he stops. He's interrupted. Peter and John going into the temple, meet the the lame man there, and they're interrupted and they're, they're going to do something religious and pray in the temple, yet they're interrupted. And, and I love this. God needs to interrupt the church. Amen. You know, we, we, we get in this form of, of worship and doing whatever we do where we get good at it. That doesn't mean that that's pleasing to God. I when my grandchildren come in here a little bit, they're visiting me this evening, I don't want them to very formally say, good evening, Grandpa. <laughs> perfect in their English. But when they just, in their own sweet way, jump on my lap and hug my neck and kiss my cheek, that pleases me, that blesses me. And, and then, you know, I think that's what God seeks from us, a pure expression. And this is such a pure expression of love and worship and adoration in our church. In, where I go to church when I'm home, and I was home this weekend, our little church, we had, you know, Sunday school, and then we have church. You know what? We never had Sunday school because in the first song, just we just went into other songs and yes. other songs, and we experienced what I believe churches around the nation have experienced, and this is a, a move of God. But hear me, when God moves like this, it's it's not just to help us feel good. It's to change us, to transform us, Mm. that the world around us might be transformed. And God's up to something big, and it's not just a series of services. It's
0: transformed lives that can transform the world.
1: Amen. Amen. Hey,
0: Chris, can I tell you, uh, uh, Brother Throckmorton was at our church a few months back, and he began his message talking about trajectory and how that if you're off a little bit, then, you know, as you go further and further, you'll really be off. And we know the trajectory of our nation has been off for a long time. And I believe that this revival that's starting to grow and sweep in America is literally going to realign our trajectory back to the purpose that God has for our nation. And so we're seeing identities in these, and not just kids and adults, being transformed and realigned into God's purpose. And, you know, one person, and it's been said, uh, this word is is revolution. What's happening is revolutionary individually to them, transforming and awakening, but I believe it's revolutionary for the nation as well. Mm. So this is an exciting moment that we're in. You know, the word talks about the kingdom uh, suffers violence, and the violent take it by force, and sometimes we hear that word, and it's like, oh my, I don't want to talk about verses like that. It actually means pressing. The nature of the kingdom of God is to press in on us, especially as we're asking for it and we're opening our heart to it. And we want to receive all that God has for us. And so once the, once the kingdom presses in on us, we turn around and we start pressing the kingdom into the culture. And that's, that's a, a major change, major shift.
1: We're going to go to another report. This one comes from Seattle, Washington. Now, as you can think, that's a very liberal area. In fact, um, my wife's aunt, who taught for over 20 years in the Seattle area, actually to special students, said that I've never seen anything like this. And she's referring to a video clip that came out of, um, it's called, uh, let's see, Federal Way High School. This was just the other day. And you're going to listen to... A, it's it's actually a, a worship service that's going on we're talking in a public school we're talking in a cafeteria area we're talking uh, a spontaneous uh move of God among these high school students and then a young man is leading them in mass uh in the sinner's prayer and they're accepting Christ let's go to that clip Every
2: voice I raise your hand. keep your hand raised over this place Come on, say, Dear Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner, as a as sinner. Sin. In, need in need of salvation. I can't save myself. I, I can't save my myself. But I, mean. I, I believe you. that you
5: died
2: really the life. Life. You die I'm on the, the
5: road. Road. God and you road. Road. I'm the dead. I'm the dead. i
1: That is at a high school in uh, Washington State in the Seattle area, and that was just the other day. Gentlemen, this is breaking out all over. Your thoughts, Pastor Rodney?
0: Yes, let it continue to break out. Um, you know, God can't be put in a box, and I think that uh, often we, we have our mindset that which, which was shaped by maybe uh, our experience or training, and then all of a sudden when the Holy Spirit starts showing up, these young people that don't have all these uh, boxes that maybe us older ones have, uh, they're willing to step out and risk it. And uh, I think that's the nature of faith is to kind of take that first step and just, and just risk. And um, you know, they're, they're, they're being uh, fueled by passion and fueled by an incredible heart to see their friends you know born again and their lives change and to see the destruction that's taking place in in their lives to be turned around and uh you know I'm older probably than maybe you two guys are and uh I was part of the Jesus movement the last end of it and I just remember how it reshaped my life you know the music the messaging the just the you know open heart for god I was already born again went to a you know great church but when the Holy Spirit starts moving, it changes everything.
1: You know, I saw that on my high school campus in the late 70s, and when God got a hold of me, and we had a revival. We uh, There were people that were getting saved, but there was a distinction of those. Everyone knew that something happened to Chris Long, because... There was no way. The way that he changed and came out of the lifestyle that he was coming out of and those who used I used to run in darkness with, and when they saw the, the change, I mean, they were listening, and I just began uh, to, to share with them the testimony of Jesus every day at the doors of the school. I remember the principal, the vice principal, actually coming and saying, well, you can't do this, the separation of church and state. and i said to him and he he had i'd been in his office a lot okay let's just put it that way uh even a run to the police station okay and i said fred there's no way you can shut me up now and it's like chris long was clean and he was washed and in fact i i requested a room with another gentleman i'd come from a you know, rock and roll, drug kind of culture and just uh, running in the darkness. And a friend of mine, he was in athletics, and the two of us joined together. And there was another gal, and she was kind of a Baptist church girl, and, you know, she wore the dresses and all that back then. We were kind of the mod squad. And we went up to the, the principal of the school, and we said, hey, we'd like to have a class in the morning for a prayer. And uh, the, the, the assistant principal denied us. He was kind of a liberal. But the senior principal, Mr. Van Gilder, he had been there forever. He said, Chris— you can have that room right down there at 7.30. I said, thank you, sir. <laughs> 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 and God moved in that generation, and just it, it was from there. And there were people that came to Christ. There were those who all witnessed. They they could not deny the change and yet there were those who accepted and those who didn't. That will that will be the same now, ladies and gentlemen. There will yeah. be those who see, they witness, they recognize, it's the move of God, it's got to be real, the humility that you see in these students, the purity, the reality of what's going on here. They know it's a work of God, but not all will accept. So it was in the days of Jesus, so will it be now. Pastor Tim, your thoughts?
4: Well, I, I was thinking, uh, Tony had... Uh... Tony Perkins had Asbury Professor Clint Baldwin on his show last week, and something that he said in that interview stuck with me. He said that this this ground has been fertile for a move of God for some time. Uh, there's been a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, uh, a lot of sharing, a lot of repentance and humility, setting the stage for this. And i i don't want I don't want anybody to miss. Anything, I don't want anyone to miss what God has. This moment, Amen. As, as the waters are troubled, as as the trees, you can hear something rustling in the trees. Amen. Well, there is this moment where God is speaking. If my people are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So let me qualify what I said. I I don't want anyone who's lost, anyone who's whose life has been destroyed by the lies of Satan, to miss this. But at the same time, Chris, I don't want anyone who calls themselves a Christian to miss this either, because right. they look at it with some, some critique or some mark, this is God. You just, you, just, you just know it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. You better not, not uh, overlook it. Uh, just as those who missed Jesus when he came or missed the move of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. we, we prayed for this. We've sought God for this, and, and I don't want anyone to miss
1: it. Amen to that. And I was thinking about Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, and when Jesus was come to the house, Martha was the one that was running around and getting everything ready and for the food, and we all like to have food. We all like to have when the ladies get everything ready for us to eat. But Mary sat at Jesus' feet. That's where she was content, to be close to him. And Martha was upset with Mary and said, Lord, command my sister to help me. He says, Mary, uh, Martha, she has chosen the better to sit here at my feet. You've been cumbered about so many things. There are going to be people, Christians, who witness this revival. They don't enter in, and they're a little critical because of those who just want to sit and be with Jesus at his feet. And I just encourage you, be the one who sits at his feet, spend time with him. Like Jim Garlow said, we came, and we were there from seven to one, and he said, we couldn't leave. We couldn't leave the presence of God. And here's what it says in Psalm 42, verse 1. "'As the heart panteth after the water brook, so my soul panteth after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, and they will continually say unto me, "'Where is thy God?' When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God, with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holiday. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise Him, for the, His help and for His countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. In me. Therefore will I remember Thee. In the land of Jordan and the Hermonites from the hill of deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his love and kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. And I like that, pastors, because it's just, God will overwhelm you with his goodness and his mercy and his kindness. Your thoughts?
0: Well, let me just say, I'm reminded when the revival started breaking out, we started hearing about it, of David's words of repentance when he had sinned, and he basically cried out to the Lord, and he said, wash me, cleanse me, and I'll be whiter than snow. And, you know, he got up after after repenting before the Lord, a changed man again, and David's that picture of that worshiping man with the Tremendous heart after God, and I remember in college this one song that was kind of part of the Jesus movement. That uh, the words were, "I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in His Word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than a watchman, more than a watchman for the Lord in the morning." And so, part of what we see in that revival is just those sitting there, just waiting in the presence of God for the presence of God, just grow deeper and deeper in their life. And there's a phrase that the president said, he said, we've been giving God space here. That word space has kind of been used, and I call that space that open heaven that's over our lives that God wants to just saturate us in. And uh, that's what they've been doing. They've been giving Him time and space, and like Watchmen, just waiting on Him, and it's powerful.
1: Pastor Tim, I'm going to ask you to lead us. Uh, we're just a few minutes left in the program, but lead those who do not know Christ, who are listening to us right now, or need to be revived. Lead us in a word of prayer.
4: Thank you, Chris. I, I love that scripture you shared from Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man is thought. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy to our God, for he will abundantly pardon First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, as we come before you, I pray that you will speak to the hearts and lives of the millions of people who have heard about this, who may have questions, and because they sense that this is a move of God, something yes. bigger than them, they may not even know how to, to, to describe it, but they know that there's something honest and pure about this. That because of their condition, there there's there's trouble in their heart. They they're concerned. There's questions that cause them to fear. But we know that Lord, your long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so I pray for those who have sensed your voice and since they need to do something, and I pray that that they will just simply pray and ask you to forgive them of their sins admit that that they need god in their lives admit that without you uh they're not complete and and repent for their sins they're sorry for their sins and help them to trust in you to believe that you really are the son of god and that you came and died and you rose again that they could be transformed amen given for their sins. May they simply ask you in their own words, in their own way, to forgive them of their sins and truly in their heart mean it and and receive the gift of salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, change lives today for eternity's sake. We agree and pray together that lives will be transformed by your power in Jesus' name.
1: Amen, amen, Amen. and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, (laughs) friend, if you prayed that prayer, you are saved. Well, brothers, thank you for joining me, and we're going to close it out with music, with one of the anthems that these young people have been singing, a great song called He is Worthy. And again, Pastor Tim Throckmorton, thank you for joining me today, and also Pastor Rodney Lord. God bless you, brothers. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It was an honor.
1: Thank you. God bless. Do you
5: feel... Deepen? Yeah. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? Yeah. Do you wish that you could see it all in you?